0: A reading from Revelation. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. I'm sorry, this is a hard one. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life.
1: There was a time when the only news some folks were hearing was bad news. When their world seemed turbulent When the wrong seemed so strong, it was a time when all the news was bad. And at such a time, there was a man inspired by God, a man named John of Patmos, inspired by God to write some words that we now call the book of Revelation. And we heard a reading from that this morning. We heard a reading that said, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. Well, in the days of John of Patmos, The followers of Christ were feeling rather out of place in this world and rather unwelcome in this world. Followers of Christ, especially those who had seen him wash the feet of each other and then heard him say, love as I have loved you. These people now were feeling rather unwelcome in the world Now they were feeling like they were almost enemies of the state in which they lived, dominated by the Roman Empire. This was an empire which was following the mentality of us against them. This was an empire which was following the philosophy of we come first. This was an empire which operated on the doctrine that might makes right. And it was a world in which people were willing to settle for all kind of lesser gods, the gods of patriotism, the gods of nationalism the gods of prosperity, the gods of consumerism, all the lesser gods seem to have an appeal in that world. And when his world was like that, the Apostle John was inspired by God to write the words that we now call the Book of Revelation. The Book of Revelation not to predict the future like so many sellers of books would have us believe. Not to predict the future, but to proclaim. To proclaim to followers of Christ that as bad as the news get, gets and as bad as this world had become, God had not run off. And God had not abandoned this world In other words, not to predict, but to proclaim that God is present. And I like to think that the message of Revelation, perhaps it could be stated in that catchy slogan that was coined by a Boston pastor the Sunday after the marathon bombing, when this pastor said, we are shaken, but not forsaken. Shaken but not forsaken. In John's day, one of the ways in which you would say that we are not forsaken was to talk about the city of Jerusalem, of all things. Jerusalem, which had been so dear to so many hearts of the ancestors of John's first readers, to talk about the city of Jerusalem, not the ancient Jerusalem where Solomon's magnificent temple had once stood next to royal palaces that were the envy of all Middle Eastern monarchs, and not the ancient Jerusalem where at a time in later history of the Hebrew people, they had sunk so low that they too were kind of operating on the morality of us first and us against them, and might makes right. Not to talk about that Jerusalem, but to talk about a new Jerusalem. Rather, a kind of a situation where God and his people share an intimacy. And that would be called a new city of Jerusalem. A new Jerusalem, and that became a kind of a code a kind of a code word among the believers in a hostile world. It became a kind of a shorthand way of saying that God had not been pushed out of this world by evil, that in the midst of empires pushing their various gods, our God still meets us. It's the call of Christ to love as I have loved you. And to say that still brings us close to the intimate presence of God. The new Jerusalem. That's a kind of an ancient poetic way of saying God is present. Or as that Boston pastor said it, we may be shaken, but we are not forsaken. And so, We heard John's words this morning in our second reading where we heard it said, I saw the new Jerusalem, and I saw the holy city coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride for her bridegroom. Well, in this poetic way, John is proclaiming that in spite of all the constant bad news of the wrong that is so strong, God is still present. He says the home of God is among mortals. In a world gone haywire with its fascination for weapons, in a world that has racism so strong that it leads people to go into stores with Firearms and take lives randomly. In a world with so many dangers, dangers from pandemics, dangers from weather, dangers from accident, dangers from shortages of needed supplies. In a world where people tend to live longer and where many live lonelier, In a world where people too often misunderstand each other, a new Jerusalem that says God is still present. Now John had a vision of that. And so John says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. That was John's vision. Now I have not the faintest idea what that must have looked like to John. You know, whether John saw a bunch of high-rise buildings on a cloud or just what he might have seen, I have not the faintest idea what that new Jerusalem might have looked like to John. But I found it kind of intriguing to read the words of a woman who said she too saw the new Jerusalem, a holy city, in her own world. And she told of her vision, and she said to her it was like the new Jerusalem where she saw God clearly present. Only what she described, she said it was a rainy Saturday morning, and she was driving through a rather unfamiliar city on some kind of an errand, And she came to a red light, and her windshield wipers are flashing back and forth. And she noticed across the street on one of the corners, there was a protest taking place. People were carrying large signs with big letters printed on the signs. And on one of the signs in big letters, it said, Stop Abortion. And then on one of the other signs on that same corner, in big letters it said, Pro-Choice. Here were two groups on opposite sides of an issue. And she said while she's waiting for that light to change, her eye caught sight of something that she could not ignore. In that drizzling rain... While some people off to the side were sipping on hot coffee, here were two people carrying signs with opposing messages, and these two people were hugging each other. These passionately opposed individuals could be reconciled to each other and still continue their opposing struggle on behalf of their causes. And as she put it, she said, being in one dimension of this world, they could at the same time have their feet planted in another dimension. She said in that she could see signs of God's presence breaking through the rain of a Saturday morning to show that God is still among us mortals. For her, that was a vision of that new Jerusalem coming down where there's an intimacy shared with God. Well, maybe we could say that there are a lot more visions of that holy city coming down out of heaven. Likely when Peter came to the realization that God shows no partiality that for him was a kind of a vision of the holy city coming down from heaven. And like John of Patmos, and like that woman on a rainy Saturday morning, it is likely that we too will have a vision of that holy city, the new Jerusalem, where God's presence is known. My guess is somewhere we all have a story of such a vision. I know I got to see such a vision. The way I saw it was when this man named Henry was terminally ill with cancer at age 51. Here was Henry, a big, tough guy, a seafarer with clout around the waterfront. But now Henry's in his last days. And for years, Henry had been captain of a fishing trawler, a trawler owned by his former friend Jimmy. The two had been partners. But these two comrades had had a falling out, and no longer could they hold that fellowship. They avoided each other. They even avoided church, often lest they might run into each other. But one day, as Henry's time was getting short, he told me how he was at peace. And then in that conversation, I mentioned Jimmy. And he said, yes, please tell Jimmy to come and see me. Well, the next morning, which was Sunday, as Jimmy was coming out of church, I said, Henry wants to see you. And Jimmy didn't go home. He went directly up to the hospital, to Henry's room. And later, when I came into that room a short while later, Here were these two tough men, both survivors of hurricanes and storms at sea, these two tough men embracing each other as brothers and sobbing tears of joy. And in that room, filled with all kinds of beeping medical devices, I got a vision of the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. That's what the holy city looked like to me that day. Now, I would suggest that all of us here today have had some kind of a vision of that holy city and will have more such visions of that holy city where God's presence is known, where it can be said, God makes his homes among mortals. I like the way they said it in Greek. It literally says, God pitched his tent among mortals. And it's likely that we've all had our own visions and we'll all have visions in the future, in times of bad news, and yet God's presence is known. The one thing we know from the Bible is that some signs where you're most apt to see that holy city, Jerusalem, where you're most apt to see God's presence in the midst of the bad news, where you're most apt to see it is places where serving is going on, or sharing is going on, or where there is self-giving happening, or forgiving, or just plain giving. Even in a world of bad news, these things still happen. Some years ago, I spent a day with an old friend who was a pastor of a kind of a storefront church in a poor section of a large city. It was a depressed neighborhood with a lot of bad news. And in conversation, I said to my friend, what have you been up to in your ministry here? And he went about telling me about all the visits he had been paying to the city departments to get better garbage collection in that neighborhood. And then I said something about how different that must be than what we were trained for in the seminary. And then he said, well, that's become my way of preaching the gospel the news that God has not left this neighborhood. He said, many people here have moved out. Many people have moved out as the garbage has begun to pile up and rats begin to become so frequent in the streets of our neighborhood. Many people have moved out, but there are many people who cannot move out. And they kind of think God has moved out too. And our church's mission is to let them know that God is still here. Well, then may it be said that our mission, too, is to let it be known that God is still here. Or to use that poetic image of John of Patmos to point to a vision of the new Jerusalem where God's presence is known. Or maybe even, to use that little bumper sticker size slogan from that Boston pastor, we may be shaken, but not forsaken. His peace be with you. Amen.